0: And we are interviewing my Pastor Jill and uh, we are super excited to do this and uh, have our first little video go up of um, interviewing people that I really uh, look up to in my life. So I have a few questions here for uh, Pastor Jill, but our
1: first main question is, what is good on your mountaintop? Alright, so that's really good. I like how you called it a mountaintop, because it's like, we think, okay, God reaches us when we're in the valley, but like, I don't feel like I'm in a valley, but on the mountaintop, like, God still has stuff to teach us, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think God has been teaching me, like, truly, like, the power in prayer, which is like, we know, but like, a lot of times we'll pray and be like, alright, God, like, this is what I'm asking you for, but if you don't do it, that's okay, and, you know, we kind of are just like, whatever, you know, like, if God wants to answer it in this way, that's cool, and if not, that's cool too. But, to think, like, the prayers that we pray actually have power and, like, to pray, like, for healing, or for an answer, or for guidance, with an expectancy. Like, because I've seen God, you know, pr- answer a prayer for healing in my life recently. Something that I've prayed for months, but, like, it was kind of just, like, it wasn't happening. And I realized, like, I believed God could, but did I believe that He would? and so in the same way with like him giving me guidance like I was like all right God I'm ready for you to speak to me but I never actually asked like I thought it but I never asked him so then I finally prayed and said God speak to me like expecting an answer and then I got that answer within like two days so
0: yeah that's okay and the answers don't like always come in two days right right and you have been expecting for that healing for yeah for months yeah but then like when she really opened up it was like and just opened up her heart to it. God had for
1: Right. You saw that happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the expectancy helps. Like, actually saying, okay, God, you are going to answer this. Not like I'm going to pray it just to get it off my chest. But I'm going to pray and then expect an answer for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Alright, so now I want you to tell me
0: about your testimony. And just explain, like, where you came from to where you are now.
1: And all of that good stuff. Alright, so hopefully I don't forget pieces in here because I'm notorious for that, so I didn't grow up in church, you know my family apparently went to church when I was like three but I don't remember that obviously, but you know growing up like I always was like I want to be in church, like every summer there were vacation bible schools like all over Creston which is a really small town but you know five or six churches, they all had a VBS and I wanted to go to all of them. So. I've always had that desire to, like, go to church and to be in church. But, you know, VBS, like, you go for the summer and then you kinda just leave and nothing, you know, nothing ever came from that. Um, but then when I was in, like, fifth grade, I think, my friend had invited me to just an event with her youth group, and I was like, alright, cool, so I went, didn't really know what was going on, but I went, and again, just went home, was like, alright, that was fun, whatever. Um, and then a couple months later, my mom's friend had um she had cancer and she it was just like really close like to the end and there was just something in me that like knew like I need to be in church and like I wasn't raised to think that way but I just knew like that's where I'm gonna go to find peace and to find comfort through this time and so I started going to church I didn't even tell my friend I just kind of showed up one day and they were just so welcoming And they brought me in, and they just like became like family, and church became like my whole life. And uh, sometimes my family didn't love that because, you know, because they weren't people who went to church. And so that has always been a struggle. And uh, so I started coming to church. I was really excited. And then a couple years later, there was a missions trip that was available. And I was like, I went home. I'm so excited. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to go on this missions trip. And she's like, no, no, you're not. And I'm like, cool, thanks. So, anyways, so, I was really upset she didn't let me go, but I didn't know really why. I thought it was because she had a vacation, so she didn't want to pay for me to go on the trip. And that was just my own assumption. So then the next year, I came up again, and she was like, okay, I'm going to let you go. And she had told one of my doctors, I don't even know why, she told one of my doctors. And she's like, I didn't think she was ready last year. And I was kind of like, who are you to tell me? where I'm at in my faith, you know, but that really pushed me, like, okay, if she can see that something's not right in my faith, like, I really have to grow, so I started trying to grow, and then I uh, was called to missions, or not called to missions, sorry, I was called to ministry on that trip, and so then I was just really excited, Um, but still, like, I felt like I was serving God, because, like, I knew it was the thing to do, and I wanted to do it, but it wasn't, like, A real relationship. It was just like, okay, I'm going through the motions of Christianity.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then my sophomore year in high school, um, I had a different friend who had been coming to church with me, and through that time, like, I made a really big mistake. I made some stupid choices and things like that weren't necessarily fully my fault, but through that time I was like, I'm gonna lose my best friend because of this dumb mistake that I've made. And she just, like, showed me such, like, grace and love. And she, uh, she just, like, she just loved me like Jesus. Like, she would have had every right to be like, alright, I'm done, we're not friends anymore to get up and leave. But, like, she showed me that love. And even her family. I had grown really close to her family because we were so close. And so even her family was like, you're like our daughter. We're not going to make you leave. Like, we're going to welcome you in. And that just showed me, like, This love of God can live within a person and, like, can make such a difference in someone's life. And I want to have that. Like, I want to be that person who's showing that love to other people so that they can experience God for themselves. And so that was, like, the moment when it just really all changed. It wasn't, like, a specific prayer I prayed in that moment, but, like, it just hit me. Like, this is what God really wants. He doesn't want this religion or this yes because I feel like I have to tell him yes, but, like, he wants me to just love Him and to love other people in this way. Mm-hmm. And so, I could go on and on, but that's that's about it.
0: Yeah, that is so good. And I think, like, so many times we think, um, it just comes right like that. And there's mm-hmm. no, like, growth period, but there is always a growth period. And, like, kind of like the message with this whole uh, podcast thing is, like, there's a mountain top, but there's always a valley, and mm-hmm. that valley gets us to that mountain top. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that your testimony really just explains that really, yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. So Good, thank you. Um, yeah, I want to ask you also, um, how do you choose joy in the hard seasons? Like, how do you find that joy, and instead of just like going happiness and stuff, because it's really hard to have happiness in those hard seasons. But how do you find joy? In who Jesus is in those hard seasons.
1: Yeah, so I have not always been the best at this. I think I'm just still learning this, you know? There's, like you said, there's always more growth to be had, but um, I think just like in recognizing like he is enough and so like life's not perfect and there are some things like that I wish would change, like I wish I wasn't going through this or I wish it wasn't like this, but like Jesus is still enough, you know? Like I still have his love, he still shows me his grace, And, like, just, like, thinking even about, like, the joy that comes when God speaks to you, and, like, even through, you know, whether you're in the valley or on a mountaintop, like, God still wants to speak to you, and that's enough for me, you know? Like, when I hear His voice, like, I get excited about whatever it is He's speaking to me, whether it's in regards to that low point or the thing that I have to try to choose joy over, or whether, you know, I am on the mountaintop, like, to just say, God is speaking to me, and that's going to be my source of joy, like, just... His presence, because it doesn't leave when you're in a good spot or in a bad spot. Like it's just here, and to let that be enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think like the joy um, that comes from those situations, like you actually get to see like how God truly lives within you. And I think like what you said, like speaking, like that He speaks to you, and that's enough, and that's my joy. And I think like always wanting more of God mm-hmm. and him always speaking to you and like just wanting that uh, more and more and that's like our that can be our firm foundation of he's just always renewing us and just telling us you know that I've got you in this situation even when that time is hard
1: so yeah I think even like I was thinking about this this morning during pastor's message like God fills us with an inexpressible joy which really is Mm -hmm. not super relevant to his message but like to just say, like, that inexpressible joy, because sometimes, like, if you're going through something, the world's gonna look at you and be like, okay, why, why are you happy? Like, your life is going terribly, or like, you have this struggle, or whatever. Because I've seen it, like, in my family, sometimes I tell them, like, hey, I'm struggling with this thing, and then they latch onto that. And so then every time I see them, they're like, hey, how's it going with this? How's it going with this? And I reached a point where it's like, you know what, like, that's still a part of my life, and, like, I haven't seen the answer to that prayer yet, but... I'm joyful and I have peace, and like that's just like inexpressible joy, and I don't remember the exact scripture that says that, but to know like that truly can come from God, and so the world doesn't see it, and then the world hears you know the struggle, but they don't see the joy part of it, and I think that's something that we have to be able to show them that inexpressible joy, I know it doesn't always make sense. I know my circumstances tell me I shouldn't have this joy, but it's from God, and so I still have that.
0: yeah, I love that inexpressible joy. Like, just have that in the valleys. It's so good. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that is so good. So, how does God speak to us, and what do we do, like, what do we do to allow Him to do that?
1: Yeah, so, I'm actually going to answer your second one first, but, like, how do we allow it? I think it's, like, setting yourself up for that and expecting that, you know? Because, like, God can speak to you, like, for many seasons of my life, I was always, like, God would speak to me when I was in the car, but I think that was the only time I ever, like, stopped to actually be still and listen, because our lives are so busy. But, just like, being intentional about, like, okay, God, I'm going to listen to you, because God will speak when we read our Bible, and He'll speak through worship and through our prayers, but to take time to, like, ask God a question, and then pause and listen, which I think is really hard, because even for me, like, if I go and I sit, I'll pray, and I'm like, all right, God, here's my question, and I'll sit, and I sit, and then I'm like, all right, what am I doing here, you know, and it's easy to feel that way, but to, like, pray and say, God, here's my question, or here's what I'm going through, like, now I am expecting you to speak, and sometimes that will come through, like, okay, I prayed, and I'm expecting him to speak, so now I'm going to open my word, I'm going to open the Bible, Mm -hmm. and I always pray before I read my Bible, because it, like, it just sets that stage where it's like we can open our Bible and start reading and it will speak because the Word of God is alive and active. Mm-hmm. But to pray beforehand, because like it just like gives God the door. Here, I'm wide open. Whatever you have, I'm ready to listen, to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And then how do we hear from God? I think is you know it comes from just like that, like just setting yourself up and then from knowing the word of God, because sometimes like you can say, like, I think this is God speaking to me but he's not going to speak something that doesn't align with his word. And so, like, knowing God's word so that you know when that lines up, and then having people in your life who, like, can encourage you or can, like, confirm that, or say, like, even just to say, hey, you know, I think God's telling me this, can you pray with me about this? And then, like, they will confirm that, you know? Sometimes, when God has spoke to me, like, I'm really saying, like, God, I think this is from you, but I'm not really sure. And I'll tell someone, hey, you know, like, God's doing something really cool, I think, but like, pray for me. And God has told them the same thing that he's telling me. And like, it's just such a confirmation, which I think like, in our human mind is so, we need it, you know? Because God can speak to us, and most of the time when he speaks to me, it's like, two or three times. I have to hear something like two or three times, two or three different ways, because I want to know for sure. Like, I don't want to make a big choice or a big move or whatever without knowing for sure it's God. And so having people who can confirm that, and just regular, like, time with God, you know, it can be so, like, spontaneous sometimes, like, for me, like, every day I have the same time that I, um, am in my word, like, praying and asking God to speak to me. And I think if you don't have that scheduled time, it's easy to be, like, just to kind of, it gets thrown out the window, because, like, life is so busy, you know? But the more consistent you are with that, the easier, like conversation is going to flow with God. Just like with a friend, you know, if you go a long time without talking to them, it might be awkward when you try to go back to that, you know, you don't have as much to say or whatever. And so the same with God, the more you talk to him, the more he speaks.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like, just um, being with God the same way you are with a friend and just treating God like a friend because really that's... What he wants is just a friendship and a relationship with us. And um, going back to the beginning of what you were saying about this, like, um, yeah, I would like always pray in the shower for some reason. I think it was just like a time for me to just unplug and just look back on my day. And then I'd get out of the shower and like do my hair and everything, and I'd be like, so good, like I'm here, I'm quiet, I'm not saying anything. So speak to me about what you, what I prayed about now. And like very rarely would that happen. But later it would happen. And I think sometimes God doesn't have that answer for us right then and there, but he has that answer for us waiting down the road. And um, so I think that's really cool and just wait for those answers and uh, wait for God to speak for, to you. And sometimes that doesn't mean, you are know, waiting for hours and hours. Like I know um, Pastor Mike, our pastor always has said that, like he just waits and waits and waits for like the sermon on Sunday and what God has for that uh, Sunday and sometimes that's what you have to do but sometimes that answer is not going to come right then and God wants you to go through something or uh, God is going to speak through somebody else about that and just reconfirm that in another answer um, from somebody else or something like that so yeah that's good.
1: Yeah. that's really good it reminds me one of my favorite words uh, do you know a favorite word Not really. (laughs) Okay, I like words apparently. So one of my favorite words is like steadfast, and it just seems like like a steadfast time of listening. Not just like I sat and quiet for five minutes, but like throughout the day, like just like reminding yourself and like just telling God, hey God, I'm still listening. Like I know that I'm here at school, but I'm listening for you. Or I know that I'm just you know shopping or whatever, but I'm listening for you. And like to, just like it says, to pray continually, to be steadfast in your listening, like, to make that a continuous action as well. Mm -hmm. Because that's often when God speaks, like, speaks through nature, or through your circumstances, or through other people, or whatever. You know, and so that's not always gonna come specifically from a quiet time, Mm -hmm. but it could be from, from anything, really,
0: so. Yeah, and just, like, mentioning school, like, I feel like I would pray that, you know, the night before in the shower or just the morning when I read my Bible and just pray that prayer of something that I want God to, like, uh, answer me and um, just, like, throughout that school day and throughout, like, different things that would just remind me of that prayer and it's like, God, I want this answer, like, give me this answer and just praying that again, like, God, I'm here, like, give me this answer and, um, yeah, so I think just you know listening and just being steadfast Mm -hmm. in uh in that so yeah um and then tell us what you would tell a new christian like just anything is a very broad question (laughs) but just anything that you're telling a
1: christian oh wow there are just so many things um i think the importance of like It sounds so cliche, but truly, like, a relationship with God, like, to talk to him like you would talk to a friend, you know? Because I think, like, for so many new believers, or people who just become Christian, they think, okay, you know, I have to do this, and do this, and do this, and like, that's true, like, you have to obey the Word of God. But I think that comes, like, it doesn't come from a place of obligation, but the closer you are with God, and the more you feed into that relationship with God, the more you realize, like okay, I want to live this way to please God. Not because that's the Christian lifestyle to live, but because this is what pleases God. And, like, as my father and as my friend, I want to live to please him. Mm -hmm. And also recognizing, like, as a friend, like, they teach you and they guide you, but they also are there just for conversation, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what God wants with us. And so, like, to recognize, like, hey, you know, I know you just became a Christian, but, like, God already knows you. And so you can come to Him with your worries and your concerns, your thoughts, all of those things, and just tell them to Him, and, like, to take that off your chest and then just to know, like, that He loves you and He's there. Because it's not Mm -hmm. only about living the right life, it's about just having that relationship with God. And that comes from, living the right life comes from being in that communion with God.
0: Yeah. Um, there's, like, this thing in, like, the Christian world or whatever, Like, relationship over religion, like, Mm -hmm. it's not about the rules, it's not about the things that we have to do or we don't have to do, um, it's about that relationship that we get to have with God, Mm -hmm. and I mean, recently I just have been overwhelmed with just like, I get to be in relationship with God, I get Mm -hmm. to be His servant, I get to tell others about Mm -hmm. Him, and it's like the greatest pleasure to do, and it's like a privilege, and I don't know how I get to do that, you know? So, um, yeah, that is so good, and then, uh, let's see, I wanted to say something else, but, I don't know, <laughs> so, I don't to say, but, okay, here, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, like, I always think in my head, like, um, what other Christian, or non-Christians think, and, like, think of us, and I'm um, everything, it's like, I feel like they always think of the rules, and the regulations that we have to follow, but, and like, they don't want to turn away from those things from their self, but it's like, I always think, like, it's not about those things, like we just said, and if you, like, when you have that relationship with him, and you, truly just want to live for Him, those things are going to fall out the window. Like, Mm -hmm. if you cuss a lot or whatever, and you just love Jesus that much, like, it's not something you have to do. Like, you don't have to, like, oh, I have to stop cussing now because I'm a Christian. No, it's, I get to, um, you know, be in a relationship with Him, and I don't want to live my life uh, in those wrong ways, and I don't want to, you know, cuss anymore and use those bad words, and that goes for many things that the world does, but just... You know, loving God so much and knowing, like, I get to have a relationship with Him, and those things just go away because you don't want to live that uh, same life. Like that verse that says, um, "The old life has passed and the new has come," and just like knowing that, like, my old self is gone. Like those ways that I lived um, back then, like that's gone. But now I get a new life in who Jesus has called me, and He is renewing me every day. And I still sin daily. But he um, is purifying me every single day. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, So that's so good. So I've been thinking a lot about um, like the in Christ I'm a new creation. Yeah. And just pulling that back around like, we are a new creation. Like we're made brand new. And I think like when someone gets saved and let's say they live this really sinful life, they get saved and then people are like, oh, well, it's going to take a while for them to change in this area. Or it's well you know, or it's like they, they can't believe that this person is really saved, you mm-hmm. know? But, like, I'm a new creation, and so we tend to think it's going to take some time, or it's a process. And, like, sanctification is a process, but you're a new creation, so who you were before, the ways that you were, like, that's not who you are anymore. And it's like, if we could truly understand, like, a person can get saved, and just like that, like, they're changed. And that's how it should be, you know? Because there's power in that. It's not just like, okay, well, now I have to try to live the right way, but, like, In a moment, God saves you, and He changes you. And to see, like, there can be this kind of power, but that's not what we hear. You know, we hear, well, you have to work to try and change. You have to work to change this. And I think it becomes so much easier when you stop trying to do it and just say, God, I'm going to seek you. Because on our own, we're never going to be able to give up that sin or to change those ways. But if we say, God, I'm going to seek you, we're gonna, again, recognize like God, you're enough, and these things don't matter. Like, I don't even have that desire, because I'm just desiring God that much. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so we talk all the time, and our conversations go totally in the opposite direction, so it's probably gonna happen today at some point, and probably, like, right now, because I feel like this is just going so off topic, but um, just, like, seeking and desiring Him, and, like, just knowing, like, we can't love people. Like, I um, have been working with kids at the school that I go to here recently, and just knowing, like, it's not my love that is going to help them. Like, my love's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And this fleshly love that I think I love these kids for, no, but that's God's love working through mm-hmm. me. And yeah. just like those fruits of the Spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, self control, and all those fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit, like, Those are his spirits working through us, not our spirit, you know, colliding with his spirit. But those are his coming through us that we get to share with other people. And, like, people ask us all the time, like why are you so different, or why do you always have a smile on your face, but no, that's because I have joy, because God gives me joy through those situations, or I love you because God loves you, you are his child, yeah. and I love you because he has given me that love that can work through me and work through my spirit. So yeah, just going
1: from... Yeah, that's so good. Like I feel like everything, it was kind of a joke when I was like your age, because everything always came back to the fruits of the spirit. Like Every week it felt like that was coming up again and again. But it's such a vital part, and I think a part that we tend to miss, like, that we, that God has put his spirit in us, so he has put the joy in us, he's put the peace, he's put the love, he's put that all in us. But we don't, why don't we walk in those things, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, because we don't believe that we can truly have them. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, saying, all right, God, I have your spirit, and so I know that I have these things. Mm -hmm. I know, like, looking back, one of my cousins, like, my second cousin, told me one time, like, I love you because you love, like. I know you're Christian and you let us know what you believe, but you also love us. And this was five, ten years ago. And looking back now, I'm like, hey, come back! I need to hang out with you because like the love that I had then was not the Jesus love that I have now. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll just be walking through the grocery store and I look around and I just get like sad because I'm like these people don't know Jesus. Like they need to know Jesus and like I love them like. I don't know, I don't know you, I don't know your life, I don't know what you're going through, but like, to actually get God's heart like that, like to say like, God, I want to be like you, I want your heart, and the way that he will burden you with a love for people, and I call it a burden, but like, it's a good kind of burden, like, it's so cool to see, like, because I used to be the person that was like, I don't like people, Well, even when I was called the ministry, I'm like, I'm called the ministry, but I don't like people, like, and so, like, to see, like, how God has changed that, I actually asked, I don't know why I asked him this, I asked Frankie, my husband, a couple of weeks ago, or months ago, or whenever it was, I was like, hey, you know, what ha- have I changed since we met? And he's like, yeah, just in your love for people, because he's like, you used to tell me all the time you don't like people, and he's like, now you love people? He's like, it's crazy that like, you always want to be with people and, like, just your love for people, and that's not from myself at all, because if I would resort back to, like, my fleshly ways, like, I would be that same person. Because it's easy to look at the world and say, I don't like these people. Yeah. But to say, like, God loves these people and to see them through that lens of grace, that that lens of, like, love, through those fruits of the Spirit to say, God, like, I want to be like you and that means loving these people like that.
0: Yeah. I know. I remember when you, like, your first, or when you preached in youth, you were like, <laughs> I really don't know how I'm doing this. For one, because you were, like, scared to preach, and yeah, yeah. I've seen that grow so much, <laughs> and then, too, like, you told me, uh, like, one of our first conversations that, that we really, like, had together. Well, that's like,
1: terrible. I shouldn't have told people that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you were, like, yeah, you really struggle with loving people, but, like, now, like, you are with people, like, during your work day. like, you just go with people, um, I know, like throughout the summer like when we're off school you just go with youth wherever they want to go and yeah so i've seen that grow so much
1: (laughs) yeah i think even like for my family so like i shared you know for her from her first question like i haven't my family's not christian and so sometimes like when i was living with them like i really struggled to love them because i looked at their lifestyle i looked at how they were like how they were acting And even sometimes, like, things that they said to me, and I'm like, I just really struggle, like, to see them how God sees them. And it's like, I would say, like, I want them to be saved, but I didn't have that love for them that truly wanted them to be saved. But now, like, when I go home, I like, I'm like, man, I miss my family. I want to be with my family. I want to be around them so I can show them that love of God. Because I know, like, like I shared in my testimony, the love of God changes people. And that's what's going to be the activator of God's love, is a person being used as that conduit of God to love these people.
0: Yeah, yeah that's so good. I love that. Alright, so now, now that we are in the, the Thanksgiving season, uh, uh, just give us what you are thankful for. I think, oh, you know, you could yeah. brother, you <laughs> tell us a few, or one, or whatever.
1: Oh, wow. So today, actually, like, that was obviously what Pastor Mike's sermon was about. And he was like, just pour out your thanks to God. And I just started writing it down, like, because I was taking notes. And there were so many, like, and it started from one place and got completely to the other place. um, So I don't even know which one to try and pick to tell you. um, So I think just like the character of God, like, because that kind of encapsulates, encapsulates... So, so many, I don't know how to say that word, but it pulls together so many like things of God, like the character of God, like his hope, his grace, like his forgiveness, his love, like all of that and the different ways, like you see each attribute of God in, at work in your life in these different, in these different seasons, you know, like there are some seasons where I'm like, I'm struggling to like forgive myself or something and like God reminds me, okay, but I've already forgiven you, and like, I've washed you white as snow, I'm not going to bring that back up, and like, that's so good. Or like, right now, I think like, just in a season of like, hope, and recognizing like, I can try to hope for these things, like, or hope for an answered prayer, or whatever, but God is the God of hope, like, He's the one that gives us this, and to recognize like, that my hope is not in the answered prayer, but my hope is in God. So that, or like even just his love, to say like, the love that he gives us, the love that he wants us to have for other people, like there's just so many Yeah. things. Yeah, there are. Um, but I know I told you this,
0: but like just, I don't know, the word servant has really like been to me uh, throughout these like last few months but like somebody was talking to me about like the word servant and like how i viewed the word servant was totally different from what they viewed the word servant so like even from the main core characters that we say Mm -hmm. about god like there are so many branches that go off those that one word you know and like people translate those words so many different ways Mm -hmm. but just yeah how his character can just go in so many different ways like he could have one word for him and but they, that one word could go in so many different ways just because we are all different. We all work uh, differently and God made us uh, differently. So just mm-hmm. like knowing like one word could be enough
1: but it could go yeah. in so many different ways.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Well and I think even like looking back like what kind of spurred this is we sang that song Waymaker and like Waymaker Miracle Worker and I'm in a situation right now where it's like I need God to make a way because he's told me this is what you're to do and I'm like There's no way. And so like thinking, God, I need you to make a way. But then, like, thinking about his character, like, in the Old Testament, like, he parted the Red Sea. Like, Mm -hmm. God had told his people, you're going to go to this land. And they looked and they said, okay, how? How on earth am I going to go to that land? Mm -hmm. But, like, God made that way in a way that, like, there was no possible way. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now. It's like, there's no possible way for me to get here. Like, with my human eyes, like, I can't see it but God you're the waymaker, and your character doesn't change so you did that then and you're gonna do the same thing for me now but yeah. that, like that's just who you are literally like that is who he is he is the waymaker. it's not just a song we sing it's like a biblical truth God you're the waymaker.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and promise keeper and light in the darkness yeah. and light in the darkness I don't know um I just this has been to me for like the past few weeks um too and just like understanding like that We walk into uh, the dark places, and like as a Christian, Mm -hmm. you have the light inside of you, but so many times we just stay in the light places. We stay with our good Christian friends, and we don't go to those dark places. But if you Mm -hmm. think about it, like a flashlight, so we're the flashlight, and you're in a light room, um, but you can't see that light very well. Mm But when you go into a dark place or a dark room and you have that flashlight on and you're that light um, on top of the hill and you have that flashlight on, you can see it so much more. And that's mm-hmm. when people say, mm-hmm. why are you so different? Why are you smiling in this in this season that you're in right now? Because. I have the light inside of me and Jesus is my rock and Jesus is my foundation. And you get to share that light with those dark people and those who do not know Christ. But when you're just in that light room all the time, which is great to be in that light room, but they don't, well, they do see like your light for Jesus, but like you touch so many more people when you go into those dark places. So I think just like working on like going into those dark places, going into those places where nobody knows Jesus, and uh, just going to those places and knowing, like, God, you are my light, and your light is going to shine for those people to see. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: That's so good. It just made me think, like, you said it's like a flashlight, but, like, also, like, there is importance in being in the light places and being around other people. But, like, so it's, like, this is going to sound silly. It probably is. But, like, like a solar-powered light, you know? So that light gets oh, its wow. light from the sun. Okay, like, we are getting our light from the sun. When we are in those light places, like, it recharges us and it refreshes us, but we're not supposed to stay in the light. Like, there's a purpose for that refreshing, for that charging. The solar-powered lights, they get their light from the sun, and then when that light is gone, they still shine. And so it's like, when we're around people of light, when we are in that atmosphere, it's going to come, and it's going to recharge us, Mm -hmm. but we can't let it stop there. We have to do something with that, and we have to take that out. That is so good. Like, hang on, it just makes me so excited,
0: just like... How we can just bounce ideas off each other and like, God yeah. teaches me one thing and then immediately just teaches her another thing <laughs> and then we just bounce those ideas off each other. I don't know, that's why I just love this and just like communicating yeah. with others um, out of time and just communicating with those who are like faith when mm-hmm. we are in a world that, you know, does not know Jesus yeah. and in a generation, you know, my generation just is falling away from that passion of jesus so yeah anything else you want to share
1: no No, okay well that was great thank you so much thanks for for having me on your podcast in my office (laughs) 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 yeah so we struggle with the locations but that's okay um yeah so this is the first one obviously and I said like before we got into it, it just looks like you guys have a coffee and, like, that's like, what I feel like we always, you know, like, yeah. I like, because I'm a coffee fan. pretty am Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah, okay, so, I guess we will see you in the next video with a new person to the Bye. Bye. All right, so. Are you what that means? <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought you said you. I'm so glad that Cantu came out with the skin therapy collection because my body definitely needed it. Writing that song, I did not know that I would have to live out that song, Mm -hmm. you know, in the corners of my mind.